Hi, and welcome to Lighted Paths Radio. I'm your host, Claire Papan. It's my hope that the information and interviews shared here continue to reach higher ground for us all and offer inspiration that speaks to the heart and potential of today's evolving humanity and world. I'd like to invite you to follow the show if you're interested in receiving notices about future guests here on Lighted Paths Radio. Just click follow on this page to sign up. You can also visit my website, lightedpaths.org, for more information. Our very special guest, Dr. Lori Moore, is a licensed LMFT therapist, certified hypnotherapist, animal communicator, and spiritual teacher. She's the author of many books, including The Cat's Reincarnation, Transformative Encounters with Animals, and Healing and Awakening the Heart, Animal Wisdom for Humans. For two decades, Dr. Lori has assisted people and animals to transform their lives, awaken to universal love, and communicate in evolved and fulfilling ways. She was a graduate and undergraduate expressive arts psychology teacher at San Francisco State University, Johnson State College, and Chico State University. Just to name a few places you may have seen or heard her on NBC, CBS Radio, CNN.com, Fox News, Species Link, Esalon, or In the Company of Angels. She also stars in Akua Lono on StreamingForTheSoul.tv, Animal Communication and Unconditional Awakening, and Universal Love and Animal Communication on public access stations around the USA. Dr. Lori's mission is to open up new doors of love among people and all life everywhere. She joins us today to share her deep heart and experience about her beloved cat, teacher, and friend, Jesse Justin Joy. Even now, after his passing, just a few days ago, continues to speak to her heart telepathically. Welcome to the show, Dr. Lori. So good to have you here joining us. Thank you, Claire. It is very beautiful to be in your presence at this time that feels very sacred for me and so unexpected because I accepted your lovely invitation to speak on your show, <laughs> um, not knowing that Jesse was going to be passing a few days before, so we, we changed the topic a little bit to, uh, to share the bounty and the beauty and the gifts that are coming through this precious time. Yes. Thank you. And as I have said before to you in our previous conversations, it's an honor to have you on the show and share each of the new perceptions that are opening up for you as well as the history of everything that you've experienced along this journey. And there is so much to share for you. And I know that uh, both of us feel that what needs to be shared in this conversation for this time that we spend together will come forward. And later on, there may be a few callers that may have questions, and we invite you with your questions. Uh, Dr. Lori is not going to do readings today, but she does want to answer questions in regards to the topics of what we're covering today. So you're invited to call in if, if that's what you would like to do, and or just sit back and listen to the wisdom that's coming forward. And I know you have quite a bit of that to share, Dr. Lori. Where would you like to start? 
Well, I'd like to start with sharing what I'm experiencing in this moment now because my intention is to role model to people how we can begin to come into this moment now beyond a concept and beyond a spiritual escape because being in this moment now is actually a two-paradigm experience where as we really sink deep into our heart, we're in a, we're in a oneness beyond concept and we're also in a duality. And we don't always have the language to speak about the duality because we've been conditioned by psychology or spirituality or other forms of articulation on our planet to, to tell ourselves certain vague things are occurring conceptually, but if we pay more attention to ourselves, there's like an intricate map of what is occurring. And the more we are acknowledging that, the more I found when I gather groups together, we come into a real love. The more we acknowledge what is really happening in our experience, not in like a psychological concept or spiritual concept, but just what's happening, we come into love, into what we really want. Like there's all these systems where we try to will ourselves into love, but it doesn't work. It backfires. And so I'm just going to share what's happening in my moment now because I never know what's going to happen in the next moment. It's such a mystery. And right now, as you spoke and introduced me, I did a lot of crying started. And so by conditioning, I would say, oh, my cat passed, I'm crying. But I was really watching what my body and mind and soul were doing. And what the crying was, it was a combination. There was an immense gratitude. There was a recognition of uh, 15 years ago when I, I prayed to the divine spontaneously from my heart that I would go back to heaven on earth. And I, it just poured out of my heart one day. And, and that was the first time I lost Jesse at that time in my life, after that prayer occurred, he's, he, he soon was, his body was soon taken by a coyote, which many people have heard because they know from letters and emails and phone calls that people all over the world have read that book and heard those many interviews. But at that time in my life, the whole process I had to go through was like unbearable, deep, wrenching, longing in the heart and such a heartbreak. And and Jesse returned, and and in that time, a fullness in my heart returned. So when it was time for him to go again, after 14 years with me the second time, after he had reincarnated, I didn't know what it would be like. I I thought I would go through loneliness and devastation again and longing. And what actually happened was when on Monday in my lap he we looked into each other's eyes. I sang songs in his ears. We had help. He reached a point where he did ask for help. And he left, but it was so different than so many of the reincarnations, so many of the passings that I've assisted people and animals with because instead of leaving and going to the light and coming back later, he was the light. And... He was in the light. He didn't have to go to the light. He was with. He is with me, and he is yeah. the light. And I share this because I know anytime I'm experiencing an, an, an ascension or a new palpable reality on the planet that a lot of animals and people are, and 
people and animals are looking for someone just to try to articulate it and because that recognition is so beautiful and so he's everywhere he's in my lap he's everywhere he's in the house he's running around with me he's and it was so clear that the physical body was up because there he was in the lap and then i looked at the physical body with such tenderness and gratitude that the divine gave us this temple that he could live in for 14 years and then it was like, oh, that's past. And I, I took the body, you know, and handed it to Dr. Kim Kane. Bless her heart. She was so precious, and she was the perfect person to come with such respect. She could see the bond between Jesse and I immediately. I, I, I can't, I don't know where she came from. She was an angel. And, um, and, and Jesse's been with me in such peace. So the paradigm of the grieving is so real and palpable and, my body and my mind have weeped and cried over and over. And at the same time, see, it's not like a problem. There's this deep, deep peace, this deepening peace, and this allowance of being in both places, being on the other side and being on this side, being in the birth coming up for Jesse and being here, and being literally, viscerally, for those of you who experience the oneness, it's not a concept there, but it never takes us away from the dualityness, the complex, challenging reality of being human, all the different, if you are very honest with yourself all day, there's so much happening, and there are so many challenges, just in interactions with others, that we don't want to deny this. We want to embrace all of it. And this beautiful excursion I'm on currently with Jesse is such a deepening and ripening of that. And I, I give so much, so much thanks, and so much thanks to be able to share with hearts and ears that will receive a gift from this. Thank you all. Yes, so much. Well, one thing that I... Uh as you were speaking, I just I kept going back to the image that I saw in my mind when you and I spoke on the phone a few days ago, which was the day of Jesse's crossing over. And I love the way you explain it. It's the way I I see it when you explain it is it's as if who he is, the being that he is, the light that he is, remains, always was, always is. All that happened was a peeling away of the physical experience that he was having in this dimension, but remaining the beautiful soul, light being that he is. And I could see his light body sitting right next to you when you and I were on the phone talking to each other. Yes. And for, um, it, I want to emphasize it, it, Many people experience this, but let yourself go into its next evolution because it, this is from, I've experienced, you know, I talk to animals and people on the other side all the time. People call me up to ask me to do that, and there was something so different about not having to separate any of it, like not having to go to the light and come back, not having to, when people call and they're like, I need a sign, I need a symbol, but there's no sign or symbol needed because, like you said, he just is. We're, we are. And and 
it's like beyond words. It's just so wonderful. And and so I call, I was I had taken the phone off the hook a few days prior to this and a few days after, but I wasn't listening to any messages. I wasn't answering the phone. I turned all everything off. But there were two people I was speaking to because one is a student of Jesse's who hears him perfectly, and one is a colleague friend of mine who hears Jesse perfectly. And I was just staying in touch with those people, and. And so when Jesse passed, the student who always hears him perfectly said, "What happened? Why is Jesse still here? He he didn't go over. He didn't." You know. And that was so amazing to me because she she's very astute and completely accurate. And so she was perplexed because she could feel that he was here. That's how real his being here is at the same time that he's there. Mhm. Mhm. And just like you were saying. <laughs> And and when you say it's not as easy to put into words, it's in the experience of it that gives some definition to it, if at all. And I recall, too, when you and I were speaking on the phone that I got this wave of emotion, but there was no story to it. It was just emotion when you told me what had happened that day. And I remember you saying to me, you really get it. It's, there's, it's, it's, there's no story. It's beyond the story. Yes, because the emotion is like the music of the body. It's a beautiful momentum. And when a baby cries, the baby isn't like, oh, no, I need some medication. i got to talk to the shrink and let me tell you what the problem is. Like, it's not a problem. The body was designed, actually, the biological body was designed with many, many, I don't remember how many, I think scientists have found 30 or 40 different kinds of tears, and they all have a purpose. So it's like a, a beautiful washing and love and gratitude and release and grief and everything all at once. If we can stop defining, like you just did, you stopped defining what's happening in terms of ideas about what we think feelings are or mean the gift of life is endless and and when we feel that for me the last few days all i see is hundreds thousands of memories of this lifetime how everything has been a gift how how the fact that i see with my eyes how the fact that i can think a word how the, how my mind can go into silence how i can take a footstep and and all the things that seem like a problem or a challenge, that are a challenge. They're not really a problem. They're like an opening, a gift, uh, a, a, a knock on the door. <laughs> yes. And so I, I know that one of the, the areas that you like to work with when you're having an experience like this is to open yourself to the uniqueness of each experience rather than defining it like you just said. And you've been getting an outpouring of wonderful, heartfelt messages from people to you through phone calls, emails, Facebook, etc., just sharing their love with you. You have said it's all true. Uh, what every, Everyone's perception of this and experience of it, it's all true because it's, it's just, part of the matrix of, yes. It is. It's all true. Every single thing everyone wants to perceive, which creates a whole maze of more perceptions, is true. We're each encompassed in a temple of our truth. And I have, I'm laughing because there's this beautiful 
um, it's like a wind chime bell thing that is inside my office that a, a friend of Jesse and mine, Mariam, gave us long ago. It never rings because it's inside the office. But since Jesse passed, that's one of the ways he's been getting a hold of me. And when you said that, this thing just started ringing. I don't know if you could hear it through the phone. <laughs> ringing really loudly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love it. You uh, you have a wonderful um, article that you wrote that's going to come out in, uh, I believe it's the Connection blog or magazine? Yeah, it's the Connection magazine, which is published in Santa Cruz and distributed all over the Bay Area. I've I've done column in there on and off for years and years. It's also online. We'll we'll link it up to everyone around the world. And um yeah, we'll link it up so people can read the sharing of this passing which was so sweet. I want to again emphasize when we stay in the paradigms, all the paradigms happening, we don't make any wrong. And when, just like you're saying, Claire, and other in another way, and we we know what's happening. So many, so many beautiful things are happening. Um, I had started to share about the tears that were coming, and a part of the tears I was noting were that when my mom passed, and she also stayed in beautiful touch with me. And this was long ago. This was over two decades ago. But we've stayed in amazing touch, and she's been a big part of supporting me during this situation, this transition. When my mom passed, I, I fully grieved it. I and I you know, I did everything I needed to do self care, but our bodies are so intricate that sometimes things just get in the body that are take a long time to get out, even if you've done a lot of clearings on any level, energetic, physical. And what I, I noted in the crying was there was a layer embodied in the tissues of the muscles around the ribs that had never come out of when my mom left. And so that just cried out. See, when people and animals pass, what I've noticed is that everything that hasn't been finished and finished grieved yet starts to come out. And there's not usually a recognition or when you go to funerals, people think they just have to talk about the one who passed, and they, and they kind of have to pretend like, oh, I'm just crying because someone passed. But really, they're usually crying because of all the unfinished business that's trying to come out of their own body and mind, which is beautiful, which is part of the reason we gather in circle when someone passes, so that there can be a forum for that beautiful need to have more released from these maps, our maps our, our bodies are so imprinted. They're imprinted with so many memories. It's in this fast-paced modern world. It's not. There's not enough time to get everything into the right proper flow, unless we go out and sit on the earth a lot and meditate a lot. So, these situations let everyone start to move themselves in new ways. Right. Yes. Well, I want to invite the listeners to enjoy that article that you wrote. How can people find it uh, or uh, get a chance to read it? It was beautiful. I, I read it just before we went on the air, and I, I think it would be useful for people who um, who will benefit from it. We we will link it up on my website, um, on the Anna Miracles website, which is animiracles.com. That's animiracles.com. If you scroll down, it says current events, and then every month we make changes on the current event newsletter, and we will link that article. We will link the connection right up to us when the article comes out, and we will send out in the newsletter word that it can be read. Good. 
And in your experience of these past few days, you have mentioned that it was a very unique experience, not so much in the way others might have had their experiences with the passing of their beloved animals. Every experience, as you have said, is unique. What would you share about the uniqueness in this particular case? That Jesse and I are everywhere all at once. And I feel that a lot, actually. Sometimes people come to my courses as empaths. You know, empaths, when they come to your courses, they start, like, vibrating like you. And I'm an empath, so I do that with all my teachers. And they'll be like, what's going on? I'm here and I'm there. And, but that's how I do it. I don't know how to do it any other way. So I'm in lots of places at once. And Jesse is the same, but this is a complete kind of fullness of it, a complete magnification and whole, it feels very whole. So we're in, like I'm sitting here in my office talking to you. Jesse's like filling up the sky with this light, but he's also embodying into different cats, talking different cats about different possibilities of his reincarnation i'm experiencing myself as a mother cat who might be giving birth and to a baby cat and i'm i'm feel you know i'm feeling myself all over i'm feeling myself i've talked to people telepathically for years a lot of times i when i was younger i would call people and i'd be like hey blah 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 and they'd say what how did you know i was just talking about you and how did you know I wanted you to answer this question? And to me, it was like, well, how would I not know? I mean, I hear it. It's so loud, and it's so beautiful. And I stopped that because I can't. There's too many people. I can't be on the phone all day long. But (laughs) (laughs) I learned all those lessons about self-care. But I, I, I feel Jesse and I, I can experience us in many locations and many realms of oneness and duality all at the same time. And it's beautiful. It's just, it's just like a growth of what already is. It's a beautiful expansion and magnification of what already is. So, no, like, there's nothing missing. Nothing's lost. I'm not looking for Jesse. All the information's here. Where he's going to reincarnate is in process. It's a, it's a beautiful, fun, joyful excursion. And it's all from the universal heart. It's all from the love. Right. So your experience of this as you just described it, may uh, feel different to someone else. And they may feel it's a gradual process after their beloved animal has crossed over. And they may feel that there's uh, stages that their animal may go through. And in this case, it was simply like turning the page in the book to another scenery, but the people, the place, everything is still the same. So your way of describing it is beautiful. And certainly the passion that you have in what you're sharing is, I believe that that is the fullness of your excitement. You know, what's unfolding? What's coming next? You sense it as if you're already there. There's no distance between you and what's coming next. I am there. Yeah, that you said it really well. Like the, the time and space paradigms are relinquish the the past and the future and the present and the multitude of um potentials are all existing i remember when mickey my friend mickey magic um and he tells this story a lot and and carolyn mace told it in her book sacred contrast what happened to mickey when he died he's alive but he was beaten to death he was whipped to death and he was full of blood and he was he went to the other side and the angels came 
and he was shown a multitude of potential realities, and he was told he would stay on Earth, and he he stayed, and he freaked out the people who were whipping him and beating him to death because all of a sudden all the scars and the death was gone, and he was fine. And he saw that multitude of potentials, and, and I, I, I'm seeing it now, that every human being in your creation you have a multitude of potentials when you go back to your heart universally that this you can find philosophies and spiritual paths and psychologies that will tell you you don't, that will tell you you are in jail and political parties and religions and, and all those things are wonderful. And, and I have teachers from like very vast different spiritual paths. I love them all. And so it's all needed. And, and of course, I choose the teachers, people who aren't going into the dogma that they're really, they're living what I'm talking about. But I also see how all these things I mentioned can be misused and confuse people. These beautiful, beautiful religion, psychology, spirituality, it's wonderful. I learn so much. I love it all. But I'm talking about when it's misused and it traps people into mental concepts that just aren't really what's happening. Now, that being said, I will walk bo- I'm happy to walk both lines in this world. And I grew up on one coast, I came out to the other, and I'm, I'm, you know, I can go fully into a lot of different languages. So I know if I talk like this, I don't know who's listening today, but a lot of people are resonating. That's what I feel. But I can talk like this in a number of environments, and people would lock me up. I, I've taught in graduate schools and I'm talking in a certain way for those to whom it speaks to. But if it doesn't speak to anyone out there and you prefer to go into a more logical, linear discussion, I value that 100%, and we can talk in that way too. What I'm, what I'm talking about comes from a very different paradigm. Animal communication comes from a paradigm. It's all of the heart, and it's of the universal heart, so it can only be understood through that through that tunnel. But if it's not the right tunnel for anyone to talk about this topic, I'm always happy to switch gears and talk about it from a different logical and, you know, questioning perspective. That's cool. <laughs> There's all kinds of ways yeah. to talk about things. <laughs> You're very versatile. <laughs> and, you know, it reminded me of something that um, what you were saying about, you know, all of the different potentialities um, you go into your heart space and you, you can connect with a more conscious awareness of those different potentialities. And you, you have said before that reality can change in 180 degrees at any time. Is that part of what is happening when you are connecting through the heart to those realities? You're in a much more limitless potential of creation. So you're bypassing what's right and what's wrong for what's going to be most beneficial. You're, you, or it might be what's most beautiful or harmonious or loving. And it's, and it's not in a framework like, oh, we better figure out what the best right way is. It's more like we're in an artwork here and we're, we're, we're painting out of the fulfillment instead of out of the fear. And so here's my painting, and oh, I could put a little light blue in, and that might feel very harmonious, or I could put a little dark blue in, and that might feel very healing. And so we're, we're given this beautiful opportunity on earth when we incarnate to be in duality as well as oneness. And so we're given 
choices every second and how we choose to use our thoughts and our the music of our love affects things. Now, there's another reality that happens when people start to really wake up to all the levels of consciousness. There's a, a period where you feel like, oh, my God, I'm not in charge. The universe is in charge. There is no free will. I'm designed. And that's true, too. You're designed by something much bigger than you. And within that, you're given this brain and this heart that is making, making choices. So it's all happening at once. The paradox of how you are designed, you're a tree that's growing by something far bigger than you, beyond anything you can control, and the, and the choices of what you chose to feel and think and do five minutes ago already put you into limitations of what you can think now. But then you can just go so deep into the love that there's kind of a, a no limits. But it's all about love. It's not... In this, in this energy, all there is is service. All there is is kindness. There is no inclination to, like, compete or any of that. And competing in any of that, quote-unquote, any of that, isn't wrong either. We're all going to have those parts of ourself and duality that we have to keep working with. Um, our more non-preferred natures, or maybe for some that is a preferred nature. Competition can be a really cool thing. Um, but what I'm trying to emphasize is that there's this place inside us when we're when our heart's so open to the universal heart, it's really just about love. And then within that, there's great creativity. The universe is surging through us, and then we're we're getting to to use the gift of the brain, the eyes, the heart, the body to to dance with it. And it is a dance, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I and I also want to emphasize again, this is not like an excuse to pretend all the lower um, ego forms don't exist. I deal with them in myself all the time, every day, and I deal with challenges every single day with being on this earth. It's that that's all real too. <laughs> it's both. There's both happening. Yes, and you get the choice of how you interact with it. I know that you've also talked about how apparent disappointment and failure is not a measurement of what you are actually creating. This is something that some people may be confused about because a lot of the teachings uh, of recent years for people in some of the spiritual groups, uh, books, you know, everything that you think you create in reality and so forth, your teaching about there being, it's not, always going to be the measurement of what you're actually creating. Yeah, and the great American distraction is to create a perfection that's supposed to create happiness. But, you know, sitting in the chair of therapists all these years, it doesn't matter if you have unlimited money, unlimited health, unlimited love, or you don't. It does, okay, one level it matters a lot. Like, I wish for everyone unlimited money, unlimited love, and unlimited health. And it's very, very important. But on another level, what I'm trying to say is just like when Lynn Twist wrote that book about people in all different financial brackets, nothing is going to guarantee happiness. You can find people who are sick and who are happy and people who are well who are happy. Again, I wish wellness love, um, prosperity for all. I, I do think it is a much, for me, I lo- it's a much more enjoyable state. I, I've experienced all kinds of polarities. It's a much better state. I wish it for myself always. And to feel fullness, it's, it, it's kind of, um, it doesn't have, it's different. It comes from a different place. So, so when we're in our full, like when I'm in my fullness, everything feels full. 
everything feels full when I'm in my fullness. It doesn't matter if I'm washing a dish or answering an email, which is not my preference to answer, or um, doing something I love, like climbing a tree or helping someone in a way that's enjoyable or writing. It, it's, it's all from the fullness. And so what you're talking about is what happens is people get this idea, when this happens and when that happens, then I'll be happy. But see, go for it. Make all those things happen. You will be very happy because we like to create and succeed in our creations. And having support such as wellness, prosperity, love is beautiful. It is very happy. But there's a deeper happiness that when we create all that out of it instead of to try to find it, that just is. There's There's a fullness that just is. So the measurements are just baloney, you know, like, I created my illness. You might not have. Maybe there's a germ going around. Maybe, you know, the planet's polluted. Maybe you had DNA that wasn't so great, you know. Maybe you didn't want to create your illness. You know, it's not, don't blame yourself for, for, this is the planet of polarities. We all experience wellness and illness. We all experience success and what we think is failure. And I remember I had frustrated myself so much with this strand of perfectionism in myself that one day I was like, look, I need a meeting now. I'm not waiting until I get to the other side. I want all the masters and angels here right now and tell me how I'm doing. I can't take this because I was judging myself for three years. I went I went through five years of these beautiful, unconditional love oneness states into three years of harsh judgment. I, I fell deeply. I was just in judgment of everything about myself. I was in a lot of duality <laughs> without the oneness. And I, I was like, I need a meeting. And they brought me up into the light, and they showed me. And they didn't need to talk. It wasn't talk. It was total through the heart, like, this is not our judgment of you. The, the, the divine light has never judged you. Your, your guides have never judged you. You asked to come to earth. You asked to share the love. If you don't think it's reaching enough people or reaching people in the right way, these are all your measurements. It's not ours. You're a free soul. You're doing this by choice. You've done fine. You've spread love in a lot of places, please. And I released myself after that. I was like, oh, I don't know what's happening, you know. I'm like sitting here measuring myself with all this artificial criteria. It's like everything's fine. I'm doing what I chose to do for the the joy and fulfillment of it in myself and others. It wasn't no one was measuring it but me. Or maybe someone out there was measuring it, but that's okay, you know. They were on the same trip I was. <laughs> they were measuring themselves. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you. I think I needed to hear that. <laughs> we all need to hear it in this day and age. We're full of measurements, full of them. We're all, we're all plagued by this. It's a planetary problem. Yeah, and and in this country, it's a huge plan. It's a huge country problem. So a huge mentality problem. I'm not insulting us. I'm just, you know, it's like if you get a cold, it's not an insult. Oh, you have a cold. Let's do something about it. Okay, we have a planetary and a country thought form situation. Let's let's love ourselves out of it. <laughs> Well, I know a lot of people have actually heard the story about Jesse and his reincarnation from before. And there may be some new listeners, though, if you could just share briefly, uh, or as well as you would like, of course, a little about that so that they could be caught up and then maybe you would like to share some of the new insights that are 
I understand quite a few have already opened up for you ever since, you know, just in these past few days. Um, The first reincarnation occurred 14 years ago, and he did lose his body to um, coyotes, and he did send messengers to me at that time. At that time, I had a lot more fear and grief to work out, so I wasn't in this fullness. I was in longing, and people were showing up um, and telling me, your cat sends messages, he's coming back. And I called Gina Palmer, who I deeply respect, who helped me to blossom into my memory of my animal communication gifts. She's a wonderful teacher, and she helped me. And um, Jesse said that he, I was to find a body and um, that I had a resonance, a cat that I had a resonance with, and a body I had a resonance with. And I did find Shadow at um, the SBCA after really funny experiences, because cats love me. They always come to me, and during that time period, wherever I'd go, I'd be like, oh, maybe that's going to be Jesse, or I see a little kitten. Maybe that's going to be Jesse, and they would all run away from me. <laughs> like, Jesse made sure, like, don't confuse her. That's not me. <laughs> and so um, I took Shadow home, and on the way home in the car, I got very concerned because Shadow's personality could not be more different than Jesse, although Jesse said that was the one. Um, He and Shadow were were agreeing on this soul switch, and a soul switch seemed really off the wall to me. But anything I could do to bring Jesse back, I would try. And um, people were telling me that this is what his plans were. Um, I was not hearing at the level uh, that I hear at now in those days and so I I was concerned because Jesse was clearly in the car as a soul and um, Shadow was clearly not Jesse and I thought I made a mistake and this isn't fair to Shadow and what am I going to do and we got home and Shadow hid under the bed and like that could be so you know Jesse was this gregarious guy who was friends with everyone. I mean, he chased dogs. That's how this coyote thing happened. You know, he's a big, big guy, half, we think half bobcat in that body, the vet's thought so. And so I was like, oh no, what do I do? So I just got on my bed and went into meditation. I'm like, I don't know what to do. So I'm going to make peace with all of this. And, you know, Shadow's here. Shadow needs me. Jesse doesn't have a body. This isn't working. I sat in the meditation and, and the cat jumped up on the bed, and Jesse started coming into the body and the soul of Shadow, who wanted to go, felines are very different than people, wanted to leave, was through with this. It was an agreement, started to leave the body, and Jesse looked into my eyes for an hour, and we went into no time and no space, and my, that was what I had prayed for. I didn't know what I was praying for when I asked to return to heaven on earth, but that was my first full-on, complete memory as an adult in this incarnation of the so familiar oneness of the so familiar oneness and many of the past lifetimes got remembered and but in that hour there was nothing but the oneness there was no difference between me and you and the grass and the trees and the sky and me and jesse who are looking into each other's eyes and at some point i had a thought about my a thought that recognized myself as a being in duality. An identity thought came and we snapped out of that. He walked me around the house and he showed me all his little old quirks in case doubt returned at that point. I I gave him food and if I don't give him the food, 
he liked back then, he would do a little tiny nip on my ankle. It didn't hurt. It was more like a kiss. He did that. If I worked too hard, he could unplug the computer. In his new body, he was too small, but he he showed me he was trying to unplug the computer. Um, He would not leave my side. The next day when students came over and um, people recognized him, people were like, oh, my God, it's Jesse. And he didn't look anything like the old Jesse physically, but he made it clear it was him. And new people were like, wow, you and that cat are so bonded. How long have you been together? And because they asked that, I was propelled to share what had happened. And until that point, I never shared anything. I was secret spiritual. Everything was spiritual to me. Everything was prayer. Everything was service. Everything was devotion. It was all secret. I didn't share. I didn't talk about that kind of stuff. I I feared to talk about it out loud. I didn't talk about the magic. Although now kids from summer camp told me, reminded me I used to talk to this cat, PJ, and (laughs) have reminded me of all kinds of stories. But as an adult, I didn't. I didn't tell people what I was really trying to accomplish on this planet until then. Then I, I realized all I wanted to do was share the love. And if everyone thought I was a kook, it didn't matter anymore. I was going because people cried and laughed and shared when I opened up like that. And I, I knew it was my new calling, my new, or my uncovered calling. It was the same love and devotion that had run my life for so long, but it was to be done in a whole way that honored all the different species, all the different realms, and done out loud. And so I just followed the call. And Jesse was back, and he's been back for 14 years <laughs> in that form, and a new forms, a new forms coming soon, a new male cat form. <laughs> he has made very clear. Yeah. yeah. So, how is this experience for you now? It seems as if there have been quite a few new revelations that have opened up to you just in these past few days. Um, not only in regards to your relationship with him, but in regards to universal awarenesses as well. I think one of my closest, most important human teachers, Gangaji, has pointed out, I just love her dearly, and she's pointed out so many times how in the heart, in the love, in the oneness, we know all as well, and that it's actually the mind's job to find problems, identify problems, and fix problems. And it's been a deep, deep peeling off because I have a really strong mind and boy does it want to solve planetary problems it's like in the middle of the night it wants to do it and it's been like a peeling off of that last bit of deep planetary pain I feel it going right now like there's been a deep wish in the heart since birth of world peace and I've felt personal peace so many times but there's been this deep pain like why can't it be created and and like a lot of naivety, like I thought, I was born in the 60s, and I thought, oh, we're going we're gonna to create it now. Like, I'm born, and it's the 60s, and we can do it. We're going to do it now. <laughs> it's like, and then I thought, oh, it's 2000. Now we're going to do it. And it's like, oh, my God, it's more of a mess than ever. And it, it's kind of like this bathing in the temple of the complete peace that is in, in, in when it's chosen and just another level of release of the heartache of humanity. That's the best way I can say it. And so the insights are, they're not so much insights, but they're what you were saying at the beginning of the conversation. They're like a silent, increased capacity, expanded experience of how fine and well and glorious it all is, of how simple it all is. 
and how, oh, my God, like while I'm speaking, there's so many beings gathering in here. There's a, this wind just came blowing in out of nowhere. There's bells ringing. It's beautiful. It's so full. There's no difference between those on the other side and this side other than that we're getting biofeedback all day in the in physical incarnation. I just in this it is this experience of the oneness of the duality, the here, the there, as I keep saying, it's all happening at once and it's all so fine. <laughs> it doesn't mean we can't he- have heartache or sorrow. It means there's something so well going on. I'm not in denial about all the planetary problems. I'm inviting us to address them by, by holding as light workers, as vibrational capacities to do that, so deep the wellness that it starts to erase the pain because we can't fight away the pain. We can't think away the pain. We can't um, deny the pain. We can't argue about it with each other. Well, we can, but what good does it do? But if we let ourselves go into the depths of the wellness that's offered, a lot else can start to melt into that. It doesn't have to. I'm like, I give up. I, I'm giving up. I, I've spent my life trying to solve things. I, I'm giving I'm giving up. I'm, I'm okay. I am okay if the planet wants to blow itself up, and it's never my intention. My intention is this wellness is so deep that more and more get to experience it. Mm-hmm. So your focus is on the wellness. Do you feel that as you focus on that, you empower it even more? It has. It, it's more like the wellness, the peace, the love, the prosperity empowers itself even more. I can't do a thing about anything when I get into these sadhanas. It's, it, it's happening itself, but because the body and mind was willing to pick that intention so many times over and over, when it was hard, when it was easy, it just is. It, it's doing it itself. I'm kind of like nothing here. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, it supports your well-being, being in touch with the wellness. The, yes. And it doesn't mean like I won't get a cold, I won't be sad. It's all, it's all part of it. I've spent my life inviting people. I'm not inviting people anymore. I'm just sharing that this is so glorious to choose. Yes, choose, choose can work here. Choose the peace. Choose the wellness. The wellness is the peace. And and to love ourselves so that if that's what we're inclined to choose, hallelujah. <laughs> yes. Because we do get to choose here in this yes. realm. We, we I want to rem- choose a lot and it starts to choose us the more we choose it. Yes. I like that part too, that it chooses us as well. That's good. I want to remind the listeners also, Dr. Lori, that um, you're not doing animal communication readings today in this conversation. We'll have you back on on another date, and I'll announce that date, of course, and so will you, uh, where you, you have the opportunity to do that. But today you're focusing on this conversation, the topics that we've been discussing around, you know, this spiritual involvement that is happening and what the experience has been like for you. I just want to let the callers know that if you have a question about many of the things that we have been discussing, we want to take your questions and let you talk with Dr. Lori. So I'm going to go to a caller who has been with us for a while now, area code 831 Hello, you are on with Dr. Lori. 
Did you have a question for Dr. Lori? Okay, so perhaps um, there's a little bit of difficulty here with the communication. I'll go ahead and close that mic. I'm going to open up another caller, area code 860. You are on with Dr. Lori. Did you have a question for her? Yes. Um, how do we cope with these energies that are happening in the universe? I keep seeing people, you know, I feel like I'm going a little cuckoo sometimes when I see people online saying, well, this gate is opening, that gate's opening, this energy just happened, we just moved into that. And in the meantime, I feel like I want to jump out of my own skin. Yes, I hear you. So, um, first of all, what... Remember, everyone's articulating maps that are helpful to them. So if we're hearing a map, it might be really helpful to 100 people, but it might not be the map we need in that moment. So what do you need in the moment that you're jumping out of your skin? So let me ask you, are you jumping out of your skin in this moment now? Uh, Kind of. (laughs) Okay, and when you're jumping out of your skin, tell me more. Is it like your arms are tingling or your legs hurt or your whole body is confused or what does that feel like? Um, I shake on the inside. It feels like my entire bodily body is trembling on the inside. It's not visible from the outside, but I feel like, oh, just please give me a moment to breathe and stop, and it doesn't. Okay. So while you're breathing, why don't you just know, experience lovingly, just love all this shake. Like, yeah, we're shaking. We're rock and rolling. I, we're all, I'm going to shake, too. I'm going to just start shaking my body. Let's love our shaking. See if you, what happens if you... Breathe just from a loving place into this shaking that's happening with your love. If you're not feeling love, just like kind of, oh, I'm shaking, just being there, as though it's not good or bad, it just is. And tell me what's happening in this moment now. feels a little better, but I still feel like I can't breathe. Okay, so do you have any physical conditions that you actually have a breathing problem like asthma or anything like that? No. Okay, so it's just this visceral thing that happens. Okay. So let yourself breathe. Let yourself breathe really deeply. You can your body can now remember how to breathe. It knows. And let yourself feel love that is in your heart that does know and allow Breathing to happen and shaking to happen all at once. Breathing and shaking can happen. And there are these edges we feel like, I can't take it, I can't breathe. But just let yourself kind of spread energetically into those edges. And let the breath come in. And tell me what you're experiencing in this moment now. Feels much better. Thank you. Good. I wish you lots and lots of love. There you go. Fighting it, I need to embrace it. What did you say? Instead of fighting it, I need to embrace it. Yes, it just wants to be loved. It's like a baby crying. Love me, love me. Yes. Thank you. That was so sweet. Thank you. That was so vulnerable and honest. We we all appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <sighs> Is it my body Wonderful. saying it wants to be loved? We're really being taught at this time to society to quiet our re- our expressions and to medicate and to stop, but the expressions just want a little love. They're beautiful. They're just life-shifting and rock and rolling and changing, and they're really just want our love. Yeah. 
Thank you. I love the rock and rolling. It sounds like fun. I'll do that. I'll tell my <laughs> And yeah, it's your body. It's your body waking up into even more aliveness, and your energy waking up into even more aliveness. So, yay! Good question. Thank you. Sounds lovely. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Really appreciate you calling in. Thanks. You know, I had I had really acknowledged um, my beloved teacher Gangaji and um, Gina Palmer, and I wanted to also acknowledge Penelope Smith because what we give to this planet allows the next generations to give. Like what I'm giving to this planet will help people I'll never meet. And Penelope Smith, I'm so glad I I did get to meet her and befriend her because I feel that her courageousness of telling the whole world about animal communication all over the place before it was popular, before it was accepted, just broke down so many barriers. And she actually taught Gina Palmer, who then helped and taught me. And I really want to acknowledge her huge, huge, huge role on this planet. Um, yeah, I wanted to acknowledge her too. You you are really sticking with this, the same theme of embracing it all, just like yes, you said in absolutely. the beginning. absolutely. Embracing it all, letting it be what it is, and you know we're we're putting stories on these things a lot, but they may not actually be what's happening. As you say, there's a lot more <laughs> underneath this than yeah. we can even be aware of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because see what just happened with someone was so honest. I'm shaking inside. What do I do now? Can you see how all the artificial maps that could have been imposed on it. Oh, you're shaking. We need to medicate you. You have a psychological problem. Oh, spiritually, that means this because in 1764, this guru said this. And, you know, that's so sweet and cute, all that funny stuff we humans like to do with our minds. But if we just kind of come back to what's happening here, things do take care of themselves really well. (laughs) Yeah, if you have asthma or you're shaking and you're getting a heart attack, please go to the hospital. I'm not saying this is appropriate in all situations. That's why I asked her something medically really off. But she was just experiencing a kind of a response to all the energy in the world. And if you don't know, go do ask someone who can help you. You don't want to bypass necessary medical treatment when it's needed. I would never recommend that. Right, yeah, yeah. And so the whole embracing piece is... That is, you know, people are literally learning how to physically and energetically open their arms and embrace it all. Go into the feeling and let the feeling have have its time with you and its space and open up and blossom into what it's moving into the evolution of. Absolutely, and also when we're at war with our thoughts, because I get at war with my thoughts where I'm like, how could I think such a thing? That was really, you know, what kind of judgmental thing was that? And and then, of course, the thought's like, ha, 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 I'm going to think it 20 times now. (laughs) Nobody wants to be hated. (laughs) So so, um, if when those thoughts come that are non-preferred, that we're like, oh, I don't want to be having these thoughts, go into the feeling. The thought came from a feeling. Right underneath the thought, there's a feeling wishing to be embraced, and then the thought will change itself. Yes, and without the expectation of it, of course, like you, yeah, you were talking Yeah, it's also okay about. if the, sometimes I tell my thoughts, okay, go ahead. You can think that over and over and over and as long as you need. Yeah. Beautiful put. Now, I know that you have some events coming up. Would you like to share about them? Yes. We have a beautiful deepening of the heart event in communicating with all life in beautiful La Luz. La Luz means the light. 
It's a town called The Lake in New Mexico. It is in the high desert. It is in October, so the heat will have passed. It will be glorious weather. There's incredible hiking trails with hardly anyone on them, canyons everywhere. Um, it will be in a beautiful private retreat location full of windows and sun and love and joy and peace. It will be one of my small group events. Everybody's needs, desires, and wishes for awakening and life answers and transformation will be responded to personally. That is coming up in October. And so go to the website or email me for info. Um, There are um, so many different things coming up. That's the thing I want to emphasize right now. There is going to be a Taos big event, but that's like a year away. But I am actually giving gift tickets for that event. And and the tickets are quite, you know, they usually are quite expensive. So it's a, if you're, if you can fill out a very lengthy application and you're a good fit, you can get a, actually a free ticket for this event. So um, if you would like information, just email my admin at my office and she will, she will give you an application. So just email my office through my website, AnnaMiracles.com. And um, go to the newsletter because we have so many things. But, you know, the most beautiful thing coming up is this October special, special um, gathering. And I also wanted to offer a special package today where if you sign up for a 50-50-minute session, I'm going to give you a coupon for $300 worth of products of MP3 video series products. So you can go to the website and see there's all these different video series on awakening and animal communication and human transformation, and you can pick out $300 worth for yourself and not pay for it because it's a gift. And consider it from me and Jesse when you sign up for a session today. You can you can email my office, go to the website, call to do that. My phone number is 831-477-7007. That's 831-477-7007. You can email or sign up for sessions on the website, www.animiracles.com. That's A-N-I, miracles.com. You can get information on the October event or just email us for that, or the Taos event, which won't be for about a year, by emailing us. Okay. It's okay to go ahead and say that number one more time, if you don't mind, a little a little slower, so that uh, people are more prepared to write it down. Yes, 831-477-7007. That's 831-477-7007. And also... Um, you can just email us through the website, AnnaMiracles.com. That's A-N-I-Miracles.com. That's A-N-I-Miracles.com. Wonderful. You also have a great newsletter that comes out. It lets people know where you're going to be as well as um, any new interviews and things that are offered for people to continue their their growth and, and learning about what you have to share. So uh, I want to encourage listeners to sign up for the newsletter as well. I did. I enjoy it. <laughs> yes, I, uh, I'm thank great. you. Yes, it's a free yeah. newsletter. And also if you go to com, you scroll down, you can enroll yourself in a session, scroll down some more, 
and press books, and it'll take you to Amazon. And I, I do have about 10 books out now on all these topics I talk about, which um, people write in that have they really get a lot of help from those books. So you can, okay. you can look into the books. Parting words, my friend. I wish love of self and other for everyone, and I wish that not forcefully, but by just in the way that that lovely woman who called in a few minutes ago and I experienced taking your presence or your love or your acceptance, your embrace, your just being into whatever the occurrence is in your own body or mind, heart or soul in the moment, and going back to love from that. And Jesse just enjoy his message is just pure love. Thank you, Jesse. And thank you, Dr. Laura. And I also want to thank you, the listeners, for tuning in to Lighted Paths Radio. If you would like to receive notices about future guests, click follow on this page. You can connect with me through my website, lightedpaths.org. You can also find information there about my book, Mary's Miracles and Messages. Please join us again for more enlightening conversations. Be well, everyone, and peace.